Hayden Locke, President and CEO of Maramaca Copper. We're developing the Maramaca Oxide Copper Project in northern Chile, a really exceptional and unique development stage copper asset that we're moving very quickly towards first copper. Well done, well done you, um, and congratulations on the very dramatic backdrop, uh, wins sexiest backdrop of the year. Um, we, <laughs> we thought we'd catch up with you. Uh, so one, constitution uh, rejected, we talked a little bit about it last time out, just one of there's any big progression there, and I guess the big news of the moment is CISA Gold Royalty um, coming in uh, for 15 million bucks and, and you know how that's all played out. So let's just start with the constitution stuff, just make sure people are kind of getting comfortable with Chile as a jurisdiction again. So um, any further fallout from that, any sort of announcements by the government that you're aware of? No, look, I, I think, when people ask me about the result, I was I said it's actually a an incredibly strong result for Chile because what we know is eighty percent of people voted for a new constitution, but sixty two percent of people voted against what was considered to be quite a radical new constitution. So what we know is the people of Chile do want change, but they don't want change at any cost, which is an amazing message to send to the rest of the world that Chile is not you know, like many of the other countries in South America, it's far more sophisticated. The people understand what they're voting for. They they think deeply about it, and they're not going to make bad decisions for their country. Was well, a little bit of um, design by committee with it because there was like lots lots of change in the constitution. It was like rip up the old one completely. Don't retain any of the good bits. Um, but specifically to mining, with regards to you know the mining diaspora there, with regards to um, you know the the the, the government's uh, mining uh, ministry, environmental ministry, have there been any sort of further comments, or are they just reserving judgment at the moment? No, I think there's been silence from um, that court as they sort of plan what the next steps are. And um, you know, I'm sure that there will be another attempt to rewrite the constitution because as I said, the people do want change, uh, but they want it to be done in a rational manner. Right, it'll, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens there. Obviously a lot of independence, um, standing a lot of independence demanding um, some kind of contribution to, to the new constitution. Um, it's be interesting to see how long this new version takes if indeed it, it comes along within this parliament. So uh, we'll stay on top of that one. Uh, <laughs> Aidan Locke reporting from Chile. Um, <laughs> a Cisco Gold Royalty, this is good news. Now, why do it? Why do this now? In Again, look at the markets. Uh, it's pretty sticky out there. You've, um, in fact, why don't you talk about the terms and I think that will maybe inform the conversation. So we wrote a new royalty for a Cisco and there's a couple of aspects of why we did the structure in the way we did. If you may, many of your viewers may know that we have royalties on the projects over which we own buyback rights. Now, because the buyback rights were written well before we'd made a discovery, uh, you know, our ability to buy back what is quite a significant royalty is well and truly in the money. So there's quite a lot of value for us as a company in those um, buyback rights. And so the structure that we've come to with Cisco allows us to monetize the value of that buyback right in a very tax efficient manner um, and not force us to go out and raise equity in what's a very challenging market. So, you know, why did we do it now? Well, we did a huge drilling campaign this year and uh, like all junior companies that don't have any income coming in, uh, money going out the door and the balance sheet is in constant need of uh, topping up to ensure we have enough to continue to move the project forward. Okay, so what does in, in the money mean? 15.5 million from a Cisco Gold Royalties. Uh, how much do you clear and what do you do with it? 
So we clear all of that because we, we were unadvised um, from the, on the transaction point of view. And then, um, you know, with the additional money, we're slightly over 20 million US dollars. Uh, we have some land payments, um, remaining option payments that are, that, that'll be the last lot of option payments that secures all of the title for us. Uh, but really the money that we're getting in, A, will finish um, all of the project related drilling. So there's some condemnation drilling, there's some more geotech, there's some geohydrological. But what we're really gonna be focused on um, in the coming six to nine months is moving forward on our permitting. And um, that's a huge work stream, uh, but we're, we're really focused on that because that is the critical path for the project. Well, it, it, it is, but let, let, let's stick with the deal itself as well. So 15.5 million, you clear that, um, plus with existing cash, you're setting you know, 20, 20, 20 million bucks or so. So that, that, that's good news. But uh, Cisco get what? They get a 1% NSR. You get, do they, do they pick up any equity on that? Or is it pure NSR? Pure NSR, 1% on, uh, effectively on the Maramaka Oxide deposit. Um, and then on two claims that form part of the Mercedes target. So slightly expanded area of interest, but still relatively, uh, we've got to give them some upside. Um, And then we will retire the 1% on the Maramaka 1 to 23 royalties, which is more than 50% of the production in the PEA that we put out. And we'll retire half a percent from the La Atomica uh, royalties, which is about 30% of the uh, production from the PEA. So the net change in royalty is somewhere below 0.4% on the project. Got it. Okay. Okay. Th- 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 that's the interesting bit. I guess the other interesting bit is in terms of um, f- cleaning things up, as it were, what that does for project finance going forward. Again, there's, I guess, some gains to be had there in terms of the way that financiers would look at this deal otherwise. Yeah. And I think also the other benefit is, you know, Cisco is a, a very well-respected Group and have an exceptional technical track record. And, uh, you know, we've already received several incoming phone calls saying, you know, you weren't on our radar before, but you are now as a result of uh, their announcement. Um, because if they like the project, then there's something for us to have a look at. Well, that, that's, the, that's, that's the point. No one buys in NSR if they don't think it's getting into, into production. So, in terms of the, those conversations um, around funding, or is that in terms of strategic partners, or is that in, in the context of companies like BP making announcements that copper is their number one commodity that they are going to be focused on? Yeah, it's more around funding, potential funding partners looking at, you know, okay, well, if you're going to try and get into production, um, we'd like to be a part of that discussion. Right. Okay. Okay. So um, you've kind of kind of laid, laid out what you're going to be focused on, and you've got the, the capital um, to do this. Um, you're you're taking the copper markets at the moment because it, it, it's taking a bit of a breather. Um, are you seeing any green shoots? Um, not not at the moment. I think there's uh, a lot of uh, we have had a lot of inbound interest from investors who I think still believe in the long term thematic and are potentially seeing this as a buying opportunity. Um, but I think. Overarchingly, people are still concerned about what's happening with inflation and what's going to happen with interest rates and therefore what's going to happen with you know, global economic growth. I mean, where we are in the UK, we're obviously in a bit of an energy crisis and uh, I don't think there's any end in sight at this point. Um, although I had a meeting yesterday where they were talking about inflation rolling off and potentially you know, we are seeing the, uh, the other side of it. So um, I will keep my fingers crossed for that. Yeah, well, that's it. That's the kind of interesting bit, um, you know, because we've we've had um, a few companies come on over the past few weeks who've put out, you know, m- meaningful studies, economic studies, and the market's reaction has been a sort of shrug of the shoulder and you know look the other way, um, and companies have 
you know, reacted differently to that. Like someone said, we're, okay, well, if that's, if that's a reaction, we're kind of damning tools and we're going to sit and focus on desktop studies and not waste money in the ground if we're not going to get value for that. And others have said, well, we've, you know, we've got to keep moving at a pace because the market could change at any minute. And we're starting to see things like you know, reagents and, and, and chemicals and fuel starting to come down a bit. But it's a long way to go. So your reaction is what? 20 million in the bank. I guess you've got a, a few options, haven't you? Yeah, we're not going to go out and rush. Um, you know, we're not going to be super aggressive, but we form the view that, you know, moving forward and ensuring that we're shortening that timeline, especially on the permitting, is money well spent regardless of when you spend it. Uh, because, you know, as I say to our team internally, every uh, every six months that we delay is another $50 million of NPV for us. So uh, time is our enemy in terms of return for our investors. Okay, but what would you, okay, apart from time, because time, time's money and that, that's always the case. So what, what are the kind of lo- the red flags for you going forward that you need to, you know, either navigate or, or slow down as, as you approach? I wouldn't say it's a red flag. It's more we know that the in order for us to get to first copper, which is the overarching goal of the company, we the the permitting um, side is the critical path for us. So you know every month that we delay on our permitting um, work stream is a month added before we can get to our first copper production. So that's why the focus is almost exclusively on. Um, how do we move that permitting forward and how do we ensure that we get permitted in short order? Um, yeah, from a project perspective, there's nothing surprising coming out of the work that we've done. So there's nothing that concerns me at all. Um, and, you know, if, if we were to be trying to raise a significant amount of equity in the current market, okay, maybe I'd be a little bit more concerned, but we have no financing needs in this current market. And uh, between now and when we actually get to financing, I'm sure we'll see um, some change in the market again. Right, and, and, and talk to me. Sorry, I want to get a little bit granular with you here because I want to kind of try to, you know, um, help people understand Chile. Um, we, we talked about the constitution that this time and last. Um, we've seen a few companies fall at the last hurdle with regards to the Ministry of the Environment getting those environmental licenses, EIA, DIA, um, across the board. Um, is the how, how is your company? How's your board viewing? again navigating that in the context of one the constitution being rejected how the same people are in those departments with the same agenda it seems in a case of we just need to work a little bit harder and meet their expectations or is this going to be a case of banging your head against a brick wall until there's a sort of change change of government um because as an investor I, w- I want to feel that companies have a chance if they do do things the right way you know we, people are looking very um, hard at the what happened at Rio Two with their gold project, um, different part of the of the country, obviously, but n- nevertheless, though, though, that's the kind of big moment that I think for people looking in and they say they want some level of comfort from you. Have you got any words of comfort? Yeah, well, look, I think uh, going back to the last conversation we had, you know, there are nuances to every single project which are not. Um, specific, you, you can't just be thinking about this as a single country and therefore the same rules apply to every single project. And I think I used the example of the uh, of the iron ore project that was permitted. Um, there have been some recent examples sent to me uh, by our project team in country of, of projects that are moving through the permitting. And I think from our board's perspective, so we've had, <clears throat> we've done extensive reviews, several lots of reviews with, um, with different independent groups to give us their advice on how we should uh, best navigate what is always a tricky 
time for a mining company, you know, going through this permitting process is always challenging. Um, and all of the advice that we have is this project is incredibly well located in terms of minimising the risk of a negative outcome in terms of permitting. The one area that we don't necessarily have to focus on, but we've been advised uh, by several groups that it is um, a new focal point for uh, the administration in Chile is stakeholder engagement. So remember our location, we have no local stakeholders, we have no local landowners, we have no local villages on our plant site. The closest town is 25 kilometres away. And although technically we wouldn't have to engage with them from a stakeholder perspective, the advice we've been given is given the new framework that's occurring in Chile, it would be wise to do that in some way, shape or form so that people can have their say over how the projects are developed. So that's a focus for us, but otherwise it's, um, you know, we don't see any uh, significant concerns as a result of our project's location. Right, and I think you said to me last time they're not necessarily viewing copper and gold projects differently um, as well. Um, and then just one, one again, a little reminder, and we, I think we talked about it last time out, which was in terms of the um, increased time and money this will take you to deliver against this new framework, um, does it impact the bottom line much? Well, again, there's two different tracks where the DIA and the EIA tracks. Um, the EIA, there is the potential that there's more onerous studies to be done. As a function of the overall project cost, no, it doesn't cost you more money. What it does cost you is more time. And, you know, as you alluded to, time is money for a pre-production uh, company like us. So there is an in implicit cost in the project value, but actual dollars spent it's it's not onerous to do it it's more how long does it take you to complete the work that they're asking you to complete um and that is a difficult question to ask until you get into the engagement with the authorities right but um for now you're a chili company through and through not looking elsewhere in terms of trying to enhance the story any well we've had a lot of people um come in and offer us we're, we're, we're always looking for opportunities to try and create value but one of the things i say when people bring us opportunities is you know i don't want to dilute what i think is one of the better if not the best undeveloped copper asset by looking at something else it would have to be a pretty damn good project for us to consider doing something else okay hey like i better let you get back to it i know you're uh, rushing off um to deal with a uh, uh, an urgent matter. Uh, so we'll see you soon. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks.